Welcome to the Secret Sauce Podcast, the ingredients of the underdog. They can copy your ingredients, but the sauce won't taste the same. For us to come up out of that, bro, and say, you know what? I don't know how I got to this place, but this is not where I'm going to continue to go. There's greater in me. I know that despite what I've been through, I know that there's something so much more greater in me. And I love that about you because it reminds me of me, right? And so many other people, but you're someone who I watched, you know, we've been friends for a long time, even just on social media. And I have watched you before salvation. I have watched you and it's so, uh, it's just such a blessing and it gets me so excited. And I will, you know, what I love best is just that man, we're not just letting people just live. We're going back for those people. You know, when, when, when the people preach on a pulpit, they're being pulled from the pit and that's what we're called to do. So I just want to thank God for your life, that leadership, those leadership skills and just going back for your people and having the passion because you can see when someone has the, has the passion. So you know, I just want to thank God for your life. I want to just throw that out there, let you know that. Thank you so much for having me. Well, you already preaching before you preaching. So I'm like, hey, I, that was fire. <laughs> the world is about to be fire up in here. Queen, so, you know, uh, how's things been going, you know, during this pandemic? How are you feeling? What's What's probably been the most difficult thing for you during this pandemic, Queen? Um, right now, to be honest, I am all glory to God. I'm feeling so blessed. This pandemic has really helped me evolve in many different ways. Um, I think prior to the pandemic, life was completely so busy, right? There were so many things I wanted to accomplish, so many things I wanted to do, but I couldn't find the time. And I feel like this pandemic has brought me to a place to really just sit in quietness and peacefulness, a time of rest to really figure out who you are in this season, where are you going and what do you have to do to get there? So the most difficult time, um, I wouldn't say it's really been too difficult by the grace of God because I'm really in a quiet place where I don't have other people in my ear, other noise, you know, pulling away from the chaos and I'm just listening to my opinions, my thoughts, what God wants, because, you know, the truth of the matter is sometimes there can be so much going on and opinions from here and there and there. And then um, we get more confused than we should have. So um, this pandemic, to be honest, it has been a blessing. I have had the time to accomplish many things. Um, starting my healthy life journey uh, is, I mean, it's something I've been trying to accomplish for so long. And it's finally working because of the time, again, the time. Um, so it's been just like a, a really good time for me during this pandemic, um, finding new new places of myself and um definitely not difficult you know because God is faithful he's our father and when when you have a certain level of faith he meets you there right so if my faith is Lord I know you're gonna provide he's gonna meet me right there Lord I know you can pop the Red Sea he's gonna part it so wherever you're at with that level of faith that's where he's gonna meet you and I know that God is big and I don't limit him so this pandemic you know what the enemy thought for you know for evil God flipped it in my life so I'm grateful for that Ooh, if I had the old Baptist fan, the old school fan, I'd be like, she on fire. Hey, so, you know, what made you make the transition? Because, you know, before we even get into the good stuff, I just want to just talk to the people because health is very important. Um, I think many of us definitely need to take advantage of it. And, you know, um, I always say this, Queen, like, you don't know how important your legs are until you lose them. 
how important your eyes are until you lose it. So it's just really understanding you got to take advantage of what God gives you every single day. So what made you make the flip in regards to your health, health, health style? Okay. So first of all, um, brother Will, when we have a purpose and we have a vision, we have to understand that our presentation, the way we're going to step on the scene makes a really, really big difference, right? As a woman of God, I kept looking at myself and I'm like, Lord, I know what you told me. I know what you're going to do in my life. I know where you're taking me. I can't just show up like some you know, I was overweight. I really was overweight. And the thing about me and with salvation, everything is I'm coming for everything, every knowledge, everything that I should have knew as a human that we're not taught. I'm coming for it, bro. Right. So they don't teach us my minorities. They don't teach us. Oh, you should work out all week. Really? They don't teach us eat healthy. They're just like, boom, here, this is it. Right. So in my household, we grew up eating fried chicken, eating everything just, and there's nothing wrong with it, but there definitely should be a structure. There should be order. So for me, bro, I got to that place where, okay, I grasped this stuff uh, spiritually, but there's a physical side to this. And we have to use wisdom, right, Will? If God's going to use me, I'm trying to be around for a really long time, which means this is my temple. This is the, this is where God is using me. I have to take care of my body. Um, you know, I was a CNA for many years in nursing home. You barely see an African-American. They're all older in their nineties, eighties, and they're white American. Why do you think this? And, and, you know, you see the habits while I'm working with them. They make sure they eat healthy. They make sure they work out. It is something that is a part of their daily life. And I got to the place I learned so much as a CNA you know, around white Americans, seeing the way that they live. And I'm very big on like, I'll sit at a table and I will listen because I want to know what you know. I want to know your knowledge. And the, the last time I did my CNA, I do like per diem. I walked in a room and he's a retired uh, doctor, right? He's a retired surgeon. And he was older with a little bit of Alzheimer's. But one thing he did is he looked at me and he said, look at you, you're about 30 pounds overweight. That's going to kill you, right? And when he said that to me, Will, I said, all right, God, like enough is enough. You're giving me the wisdom, Lord, to really, you know, he confirms things. And this guy had Alzheimer's and he said to me, but I'm being generous with 30 pounds overweight. And I had already, like, it's already been in my spirit. That man, if I want to be around, I have to take care of myself. I don't want to get diagnosed with diabetes. I don't want to get diagnosed with all these sicknesses because, you know, sometimes we'll, we'll have fried chicken, all type of unhealthy food and be like, Father, in the name of Jesus, bless this food in Jesus name. Amen right? We have to be wise. Like we have to be wise. And I got to that place where, um, okay, Lord, you know, I know your word. I can preach your word. I can speak your word, but I need other things. When I come to the table, I want to have health down packed because at the end of the day, we can't do nothing if our bodies are not healthy. And I refuse to get to that place where the doctor diagnoses me. And then I try to jump on something. No, as children of God, we have to be wise. We have to be smart and we need to take authority of our bodies and we need to begin to do that now. And bro, I see you in the gym getting it. You know, we're staying consistent. We're staying focused and it's a part of who we are, staying healthy. And, you know, I just learned that for myself. So now when God calls me, when we're done with all this virtual stuff and God's doing in-person things and it's going to happen, bro, and we're going to come together. When I step on that stage that God is setting for me, I'm coming correct. All right. So it's not just the physical, but it's internally and the hard work. It's hard, but it, it doesn't mean it's not even hard work. It becomes heart work, right? It becomes mm -hmm. something that you're passionate of the heart, 
heart work, not hard work. And that's how I allowed myself to really just pick up on this stuff. And like, like, I, I got this now spiritually, physically, financially, we gonna come across the whole board with everything on point. And as a children of God, I believe that's how we should live our lives. Wow. Yeah. Not hard work, but heart work. Wow. That, that is fuego. And everything that you're saying is so true. Um, I was at the gym yesterday, Queen, with uh, my fitness coach. And uh, one of the things he said to me, he's like, yo, Will, don't even step on the scale. Just make it a lifestyle. And I was like, that's true. And I'm going to be honest with you. I've never been this consistent. I'll probably do a month. That's it. But now I'm like, yo, I have to get to the gym. I have to get to the gym. Or I have to run. I have to do something. Absolutely. Because, right? If we, if we understand the essence of God, he thinks generationally, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, you have to understand if you, like you said, I want to be here, right? I always tell my wife, I'm like, yo, I don't want to have no oxygen tank. I don't want to have no cane. I want to be able to run with my grandbabies. So I'm not working out for William. I'm not even working out for my kids. I'm working out for their kids. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? It's a different perspective. So every time I get tired, doing the ropes every time I get tired slamming the ball every time I get tired running on the treadmill running out I'm like come on Will this is what you said right like you said that you want to be in your grandkids life let's go right so you know health is very vital and you're right like we came from a family background to where they just feed you feed you feed you but we was never educated on health finances these kind of things but I'm super proud of you I love the consistency you motivate me I'm like okay she hit the gym today I go. I It'd be like that. It'd be like that. <laughs> um, so let's get into it, right? Um, 13 and pregnant. Talk to the queens out there, man, because I know there's, you know, going to be a amazing queens is going to be listening to like 13 and pregnant. Like, talk to us, man. Like, what happened yeah. and how, how, like, what was the process for you? Oof, brother. So the process for me, it was so, you know, my daughter, the one I conceived with at 14, at 13, she's 14 now. And when I look at her, I see a complete baby. And I say to myself, how was I able to even, you don't know nothing at 13 years old, bro. Right. And it, it's crazy because it was the toughest time of my life. I, and it's very important that if you have kids, if you have nieces and nephews, don't think they are too young to hear about sex, to hear. I know things are taught in school, but you make sure you sit down yourself and discuss this with your children. Don't think, oh, they're too young for that conversation. No, the as generations go and go, it gets younger and younger. So, you know, I'm 28 today. And when I was 13 and pregnant, um, I remember, uh, Brother Will, I'm going to be as, um, Brother Will, I'm going to be as transparent as possible. Mm -hmm. I was 13 years old with a boyfriend and I didn't even know what I was doing. I remember calling one of my best friends and saying, we did something. I was afraid to even say the word sex, yeah. right? Something happened, had no idea, wasn't really pleasure. It wasn't, it was just more of, and it's important. And I think this is what made me fall into this situation, Will, is I didn't know who I was. Uh, my parents didn't speak life into me to say, you're strong, you're bold, speak up for yourself. So instead of saying no, I was afraid to say no, I just went with the flow. Right. And I think that that gets a lot of young people in trouble because they're afraid. Like, oh, my God, this person's going to be mad if I say no. No, you need to be bold. Right. We're bold in the Lord. We're strong in the Lord. So for me, 
in seventh grade, finding out that I was pregnant, I was livid. I mean, the entire pregnancy, like I was mad. To me, I wanted to be a movie star. I had dreams of being in LA, bro, becoming a movie star, being all of this. And the moment that I found out that I was 13 and pregnant, all of a sudden I was the, you know what? I was this, I was that. And all I can say is, but I've only done that one time with one person. How is it possible that I'm all these names? So it was a really, really hard process for me. Um, you know, obviously I was despised. Nobody's mother wanted their daughters to hang with me, right? I was just like notated, tagged by the enemy, by people. She's fast. My daughters can't hang with her. She's no good. She's not going to amount to something. Walking around in seventh grade, did not even make it to high school, all right? Did not even make it to seventh grade and saying pregnant. Hit it for five months for my pregnant, for my parents. I hit it for five months. Finally, I got to the place and I said, I can't hide this anymore. I wrote a letter to my principal. They called in my parents. I was already five months. In my heart, I'm like, please let them, you know, and let me tell you this, Brother Will. I went everywhere looking for a fake ID to get an abortion. I went everywhere looking for a fake ID. I didn't want it. I didn't want it. This can't be. This can't be. Do you know that today I thank God for allowing that to happen? When you get to that place where you go through the struggle, but then when you come out, you say, Lord, thank you. There was purpose in it. And I just thank God so much for that. But for me, that process was horrible. Depression, right? At that time, no one really talked about depression. But now that I'm older and I hear, I was depressed. I was feeling unworthy. It was so bad. It was so bad. But I thank God that today, you know, up until when I gave birth, I was just kind of like, this is not fair. Like no one told me that this was going to happen. I have a whole life. Like it was just not fair. And, you know, I thank God because there were specific people who stuck by me, you know, friends went out the window. It was just like, it's over for her. Right. It was over like that's, you know, just like when Jesus died, the devil thought it was over three days later, he resurrected. That's how it was for me. I mean, like didn't finish school, dropped out seventh grade. I mean, bro, it, it got crazy for me. Um, even gave birth was still angry. I was angry for a very long time. I was angry until one day, uh, you know, I was sick and my daughter came, little baby, she came and she put a wet rag on my head and I looked at her because I was, it was like I was angry at my child because the child came, you know, um, didn't, didn't express that. Obviously it was love and everything. I had my parents there doing everything. I was running the streets wild, trying to still be that young girl, trying to still be that 13, you know, I just like, oh, I want to go to prom. I want to do this. It didn't work for me like that. That's not the way, you know, it happened, but it was a very trying time to be 13 and pregnant. And, um, you know, now, um, well, I have a lot of mothers calling me like, hey, pray for my daughters. You know, the very ones who said, you can't chill with my kid. Please pray for her. The grace of God is all I can say, bro. The grace of God. But, you know, I see young 13 year old, you know, if I can reach them, I tell them, if you see me today, internally, it's not even about exactly, oh my God, you know, I'm not a millionaire or anything, but I'm at peace. God is using me. God is moving and he's restoring me in every way possible. But it was definitely a really tough season in my life. And, you know, I, I don't know how I made it mentally. Like, how didn't I end up in a psych unit? How didn't I end up on drugs? How didn't I, you know? And I was on my way to destruction. So it was tough. Wow. And you said something that was key. And it's crazy how you brought up the abortion part. Because I was driving two days ago. 
And I was listening to Dr. Miles Monroe and he was talking about, you know, like, you know, what if his mom would have got an abortion with him, right? And God said to me clearly, like, it was like, yeah, it's your body, but it's my purpose, clearly. And I'm like, yo, like, that's so true. And I'm like, yo, what if my mom aborted me? There would be no Willis Bless, right? Mm -hmm. if, if your mom aborted, there would be no Levani, right? So it's like, we have to understand, man, like there's purpose even in the bad things. And we have to really understand that. And I'm so thankful that you didn't get no ID. I'm so thankful that you was able to allow this because again, right, I'm a firm believer, Queen, that everything that we go through is not for us, but it's really to um, for the embedment of the kingdom, but most importantly, to unlock somebody else's freedom. You know, you're gonna be able to reach back and pull these individuals up and say, hey, I was 13, this is what I went through. And they're gonna be like, wow, like, I wanna be just like her. You know what I'm saying? So, all right, that was life without God. How has life been with God for you? Like, what has happened in your life? What made you say, God, I surrender, I'm done. Like, I wanna come to you, I wanna submit to you. What, what is that like for you now? Yeah, so, uh, you know, fast forward, I have siblings, right? My parents had four kids and something that like, I don't know if, if I can call it a gift, but I have this thing where I can see broken people and I can see the greatness in them, right? Well, you probably experienced that where it's like, I can just see it. So I had my siblings. Main reason why I came to the things of God was, you know, my kids and my siblings. And I see so much potential and I'm like, man, something's not right. My brother got shot eight times. Thank God he made it. My sister's drinking alcohol. Like we're all in a, a crazy situation. And I'm just like, God, like, what is this? I know we all have so much potential. We're all very intelligent. We all have what it takes. Why aren't we living in it? Right? A lot of us are living like that. Why are we going through these trials? Why is it every single day we're getting smacked in the face with a new situation? And it was like, when you don't have parents who are saved, it is dangerous. If you have parents who are saved and you're playing in the things of God, brother, Will, uh, uh, whoever's watching, man, appreciate your parents. Because I say to myself, only if my parents had been interceded. There were so many things that we could have prevented. But unfortunately, we were labeled, um, you know, my parents were drug dealers, right? My parents' phone would ring. Hey, is Lisa and Tony there? And I'd be like, who? you got the wrong number. There's no one here by the name Lisa and Tony, right? drug dealer names. There was nothing in my household that would have pulled me into a place of purpose had I not met the Lord, right? I'm just trying to give people a background so they understood what I came from. You know, mother on section eight, annually they would come to look. We would have to remove my father's clothes out of the closet, hide it for the day because it was coming to inspect, hide the fact that he was there. I mean, they was making money and we, we didn't want for anything physically, but we didn't have that that praying mother saying, you can do it. And, and Will, I got to a certain age, people say, wow, how'd you accept the things of God so fast? Because didn't nobody tell me that I had a savior? Didn't nobody tell me that this God came and died for me? No one told me I had purpose. No one told me I was good at this and you're gonna be a star. And, and I love my parents to death. If I can start from scratch, one thing I wouldn't change is them because a, a lot of times, Will, we think that our parents are supposed to give us something that they don't have, right? 
my parents didn't have that. My mom lost her mom when she was a teen. They didn't have that. So they gave me what they knew. And I appreciate that they gave me all they had. And I'm not mad at my parents. I thank God for them. They're getting somewhere now because of my salvation. But you know, Will, it just got to that place where we was being destroyed. You know, they was raising us. But, you know, the Bible says that we're, we're ignorant concerning the devices of the enemy. They were ignorant. So we were out in the open, right? ended up in gangs. I ended up in a game called MON, Money Over Nickels, you know, and, you know, I just got to a place where I was tired. Well, I was running. We would, we was fighting, fighting other girls who called themselves something. All, you know, AIM back in the day. All I remember is just like, all right, guys, so who are we fighting next? Oh, there's a new group over there called that? Oh, we'll, we'll fight. It, it was just a thing. No one ever, like, I mean, and I admire young girls that I see today that I like, oh, too cute for that. Girl, I wish I had that mentality. I wish someone told me that. So fast forward, I found myself in a place where I started to feel a gift inside of me. Didn't know what it was. Didn't know how I was going to find it. Didn't know nothing. Again, I'm coming from everything that they kept for me. Every lie, everything, I'm coming for it. Fast forward, bro, I met this girl at the Rhode Island Hospital. And you know, as Christians now, you can sense another Christian. You can feel like someone can walk in the room and the glory of God just rests upon them, right? So yeah. I'm a very outspoken person. I've been like this even before salvation. And this girl was quiet, didn't talk, came out, did her work, go. And I got tired of that. So I went up to her like, hey girl, like you don't talk, like what's going on with you, you know? Like, and she gave me the gospel. She gave me the gospel, bro. Did you know that there's a man named, G do you know that you don't have to struggle? Do you know that you don't have to live this life, bro? No one never told me that. Y'all never told me that. My parents were busy selling drugs their first time. You know, I'm first generation born in America. My parents came, so they came here with the mindset, I'm gonna get it any way possible, I'm gonna get it, right? So no one told me these things, Will, and it's sad. And a lot of times we, we think that there's people just supposed to know. No, sometimes you need someone in your home in, to know. So this girl gave me the gospel, Will, and you know, like when Peter found Jesus and he ran to his, I found the Messiah. What? Bro, it's been a wrap. Did it happen overnight? Absolutely not. But as I sat in the church, I went from the seed that fell on, on thorns to the, the seed that fell on good glitch. You know, I went process to process and I said, man, this is real. And God has changed my life. Accepting Jesus into my life has completely transformed my mentality, the way that I walk, the way that I present myself. And I got to a place where I don't care what I've been through. This is who he says I am. So guess what? I'm walking in that. You can be mad. And, and a lot of people ask, how do you do it? Because I don't care what I did yesterday. I don't care if you saw me popping mollies with you. I don't care if you saw me getting drunk. I don't care if you saw me getting high, sleeping with this one and that one. If today God is telling me you're a new woman, guess who's walking in that? <laughs> sipping my tea, happy. I'm walking into that. And I think that a lot of people have trouble right there, bro. And I posted a video uh, recently and it was talking about Rahab, right? Mm. Purpose don't look for perfection. Purpose is going to find you where you're at. And it's your choice. It's your choice to get up and say, you know what? I'm, I'm taking hold of that. She could have been like, oh, like, nah, you know, tell the king of Jericho they're in here. Nah, she had a purpose. And at the appointed time, just like how I was at work, God met me at the appointed time. I had the choice to say yes. And a lot of us reject that. But God will continue to show it up. He'll continue to, he had to extend that to me a million times. But I knew that what I'm living in right now, this can't be it. 
I knew that, man, I'm going to find out how I got in this mess and I'm going to find out how to get out of this mess. I'm taking my siblings with me. I'm taking my kids with me. And I don't care what I have to do, Will. We're coming up out of the dirt. We're coming up out of that place of poverty, out of that place where they say that we can't be nothing. Oh, we're going to be something. And everyone who said that we wouldn't, they're just going to have to see it. But I don't have really that mentality, Will. I try not to have that mentality. Oh, they're going to see it. They're going to see it. Now, I want you to, to see it so you can say, let me get it too. Mm. right let me get it too let because i got you always say the secret sources i got those sources if you're just willing if you're just willing so when i gave my life to jesus christ of nazareth sorry i turned into a, a church girl real fast when i gave my life to the lord and said let me give him a try because wh what's it gonna hurt if you just give him a try give him a couple give him 30 days and he i'm telling you he will meet you at the place of need when you are open to it had a boyfriend eight years. I said, listen, I can't do this no more. I'm sorry, but um, I'm giving my life to the Lord. And he was happy for me. Like, because you know, he saw something in me too, but just because people see something and you don't mean they're going to push you into it. You got to do that yourself. Right. So he was like, oh, I'm happy for you. You know, go receive salvation. Didn't know what came with it. Didn't know I can't fornicate anymore. Right. Didn't know that like, listen, like this means this, this means that eight years. And to this day, he says that I'm, I'm just glad that I, people can't say you left me for another man. You left me for Jesus. And I'm so happy for you. So when you decide to step out on faith, people respect you more. And you got to be careful for those people because some people be like, you know, I have people like, why are you doing it now? Like, why? Like, you were just doing this. You were just doing that because I am. That's why. Because I am who God says I am. So you really have to have, you really have to have that that strong mentality will that strong mentality to say i don't care i gave my life to jesus and i am not going anywhere i'm coming for everything that the enemy stole from me and as long as i'm alive my number one prayer it's not even lord give me a husband give me a husband deliver my siblings deliver my children and just like you said about the working out it's not for me I have a greater vision. We have to be able to see. That's why God said, how far can you see, right? How far can you see? So mind, mentality, strength is everything. So as you can see, bro, here I am, blessed, now a wellness coach, helping people get results, helping people find salvation, helping people understand the power in prayer, helping people know that there's a God, there's a man named Jesus who did it for you, you know, bro. And I'm excited to announce I'm, I'm going to have pre-orders. My book is dropping April 17th called From the Hood to the Church. I'm telling majority of my story because after the pregnancy, there was more and there was things that I did that now I'm like, wow, like, just enlightened, so much enlightened that God has been doing to me. But it's not just, I want people to understand, it's not just what you see, but it's an internal peace. It's an internal that when I walk in the room, I can sit next to Michelle Obama. I'm not going to be intimidated. She has her gifts. She, this is what she brings to the table. This is what Livani Sandoval brings to the table. And if we can get to that place of understanding, this is my gift. This is where I'm called. This is what I have bring it with passion, do it all as unto the Lord. So that's where I'm at right now, bro, as far as the Lord. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm so blessed to just be in this position from 13 and pregnant and having no vision. No one else is going to do this for me. Will, do you understand that people be like, Oh, I had someone call me the other day. Well, how do you know that that's a, well, well, your God, can you tell me what he has done for you? We overcome by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. Tell me what's working out for you, I said to the person. They stayed quiet. 
I, I want you to understand that this is real because I've tasted the goodness of God. I can tell you with power, with anointing, with authority, what God has done for me. So tell me, what you, what's your God do, right? What, what has your God do? Because my God, he's almighty. You know, he parts the Red Sea. He makes the sun stand still for Joshua. He does all these types. I don't got to feed him. I don't got to carry him. I don't. He does that for me. So what has your God done for you? What you believe in? What has it done for you? Tell me. Tell me. I want to hear it, please. He created the heavens and the earth. He's Alpha, the Omega. He's the beginning. He's the end. He offers salvation, which with no other name, nobody can. So in the name of Jesus, I'm just grateful, Brother Will. And I hope that answered your question. Oh, no. Hey, hey. Man. I had to put the, I had to grab the Holy Ghost extinguisher and put you out real quick. I'm like, mm -hmm. man, she, sis, it's so true. And I'm just so grateful to have you here because somebody, needs this today i know that there's a there may be a mother out there that's struggling by herself um i know there may be a queen out there let me ask you this Livani. um as as being a woman of god right because you hear people all the time like you know i'm ready to get married this and that what is your approach on it like like are, are you like are you are you looking to be married are you looking to stay like how do you operate through that season as a woman of God? Because I know most people in the church, because I was reading today in the book of Corinthians, Paul's like, you know, some have been called to be married. Some have been called to be single. You know what I'm saying? Um, but they're both a gift either way. But how do you operate on that level? Because people are so like in, in these times, they're so quick in a rush to get married or quick in a rush to get a man. But what is your process through that queen? What would you tell a queen right now that's just so excited trying to get married, trying to get married, trying to get married? What is your process? Well, for me, I was in a relationship all my life, right? 13. I never had been single. Got saved. They really didn't expect it to be this long, to be honest. I desire it. Of course I desire it, right? I know I'm not I'm called to the gift of being single. I'm not called. That's not my call. I know that it's coming understanding this is self-examination is so important. I keep it real with myself and I tell myself every time it comes like, Lee, get out ready, right? Sometimes we want something and we are not ready. We need to understand that there's a time for everything. I've seen God move enough in my life to say, when it happens, it's perfect, right? A lot of times we want something, it doesn't happen, but the moment it happens, it's just like, boom. God, they couldn't have been a more perfect time. So for me, since I have received, you know, been with the Lord, I have been single. Um, I went through the season of idolizing marriage. God is not going to release it to you while you're idolizing marriage, right? A lot of us have the, the dress picked out. We have the wedding scene. We have all that. First, we need to understand that we are married to Christ, right? That's who we are. And I think that, you know, I heard a woman of God say that in her eight years of being single, everything she's preaching while she's married, she learned in her single season. Wow. She learned it in her single season. So my approach on it is, first of all, God, you know what's best. I might want it, but you know what's best. And I'm just going to wait on God. There's nothing wrong with waiting on God because your, your husband's not going to find you if you're not walking in your purpose anyway. He's not going to find you if you're not walking in your purpose. So walk in your purpose. Be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing and prepare yourself. God, right now, he's working on humbling my heart. Continue to humble me, Lord. And, you know, it's really hard because I have this thing, uh, Brother Will, 
where I'm naturally submissive, you know, to a man. And sometimes, you know, that can get you into trouble too. Because again, we go through these seasons so I can be able to talk about it now, right? You meet people and you're naturally submissive because we have those attributes of just serving men and, you know, but we have to be able to set boundaries in our lives, right? I have to set a lot of boundaries. Um, have people tried to get with me in the se in, in these seasons of singleness? Of course. Have I had to say no to a few things? Of course. I, I'm, I want it, but that doesn't mean that anyone who comes, I'm going to take, right? I've had powerful men of God want to be with me, knew the scriptures, knew how to pray, had everything, right? Matching gifts, everything. I mean, matching gifts. I had this one boy, we, we were like, he was the boy version of me. Yeah, and still God just was like, no, this ain't it, right? And I'm just like, you know, uh, my pastor talks about the permissive will and the perfect will. The perfect will of God is what I'm after. And a lot of people say, oh, God's going to have to put his hand down. And yeah, he's going to have to really speak to me because I'm not going to marry wrong. Now that I have the wisdom that I already made a whole, but I'm not marrying wrong. I refuse to. So we just have to be sensitive. Ladies, if you're listening to this, don't just marry anybody just because you want it. Oh, he's, he's good enough. No, <laughs> you got to come prepared. My deal breaker, Brother Will, is if I'm laying on a deathbed, can you contact heaven? Is heaven going to hear you? Right. So that's big for me. So when I sit at the table, first of all, knowing your purpose and knowing who you are, I have a sense of an idea of the type of man that the Lord's going to give me. Right. So when I sit at a table, immediately the spirit of God tells me yes or no immediately because I know where I'm going. So knowing your purpose plays a huge part. And if you don't know your purpose yet, you should not be thinking about a man. It's a setup. It can be a complete distraction. Find out your purpose because the day God gets ready, I'm going to know because I know where I'm going. I look for, and not even to throw that out there, but for me, bro, it's not just the outer appearance. I look for specific heart, right? Mm -hmm. I have specific people that it's, it's a heart thing where I'm like, oh, this person got the right type of heart that I know in the midst of anything, I know this person's going to pull out the right, that's what I look for. And if I sense it and I'm just like, you know, so, uh, in this season, bro, I, that's my approach of it is God, you know, everything there's a look at some people get it right away, bro. Look at you, right? Some people, God's like, boom, 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 boom. It's all to do with purpose and God's plan. And it's not that serious if you're not married. Sometimes, you know, I remember going through a season where I felt like married people get more respect than singles, right? That's a thing in the single life where you feel like the married folks get more respect. No, just keep walking. Marriage is, in a, is an assignment. Marriage is, is something beautiful, right? And marriages are kingdom couples. They're, every marriage that God puts together, they have an assignment to do for God. Um, and of course, being single is also a gift because God can call me to Miami. I'm out. I'm, get me the bags. Like I'm out. You know, my every assignment God releases a grace. My kids are big. My daughter's about to be 15. She's in high school, straight A student. She's doing wonderful. Every time God calls you, he releases that grace. So I can get up and go. I don't have to ask nobody. Maybe I, I would like to ask somebody, you know, being real though, right? Because it's not like I'm saying it like, oh, it's better than no, like we all desire marriage. It's a beautiful thing. And having that spouse there is amazing. But in the meantime, live your single life, find out who you are to the fullest potential, work on yourself, do everything that you have time to do now, because I have married friends, I'm around them. They have to pick up the phone. Can I do this? Can I do it this way? Not that they're being controlled. It's a sign of respect, right? It's just something that I don't have to do, right? So in my single season, appreciate those little things. There's a lot you can appreciate as a single. And, you know, Paul said it, I can be more focused on everything around me. And God knows that, you know, I'm very, 
when it comes to that. And then, um, so I just have to get to that place. I know what God is doing with me. And again, self-examination, examine yourself, where are you struggling and pick up on it because whatever demon you don't control now, it's going to go with you into your marriage. So fix it now. So it does not humiliate you later. That's what I'm doing. That's what I'm working on. So ladies, if you're hearing this, please be anxious for nothing. Focus on you get what you have to get done and God at the right time will bring it through. Release your Isaac. I like to say, release it, right? When, when he released it, release it. And that's what I had to do because I did go through that season, bro, where I wanted it so bad. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. Now I'm just happy. And I'm just like, oof, I'm in my king size bed every night. I'm like, Lord, I can actually get used to this. And when you get to that place, I believe God will bring it in Jesus name. Wow. Yo, you, you dropped some kingdom bars i'm like i'm blown away i'm like yo she on fire and you know um you know you're right right the book ecclesiastics right chapter three says there's a time and season for everything underneath the sun and i think that a lot of times we try to rush this process called life because we see everybody else doing it right there's a quote that i've heard comparison is the greatest thief of all joy you know what i'm saying so while you're comparing you're losing who you are right so you have to understand, man, you got to be aligned with God. You got to be aligned with God. And, you know, there's things that we've both encountered in life that, you know, we could have quit, we could have stopped, but I thank God that we didn't. And we still go through some go through, but mm -hmm. we know that we're not going through it alone, right? Like Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego, we may be in a fiery furnace, but we're not alone. Even if, they said, even if you don't show up, I ain't bowing down. Yes. Right. <laughs> so... <laughs> So it's like, it's just those things where you just really have to get back to the point where you understand who you are and queen from 13 and pregnant to being the woman of God that you are today. I'm just like so happy for you. And I mean, like, you're killing the game. I mean, like, I don't, this ain't even nothing about me. This is all about you right now. Like you're killing the game. And when I look at you, it's like, yo, she's a woman of God. She's a mother She's inspiring other people. She's taking her health seriously. Like she's doing it. So um, we got a couple more minutes left. Um, and I just wanted you to just pour into that queen right now that may be struggling as a single parent. Like what would, what would, you, what would be some takeaways that you would want them to have? So to any, anybody, man or woman on here, whoever it is that comes across this, um, right now, I really am in a place where it's just like this. If you're going through a trial right now, if you're feeling alone, if you're feeling defeated, if you don't already, if you're not already at that place with Jesus, first and foremost, develop a prayer life, right? A genuine one. Sometimes I go in my room, I sit and I be like, Lord, what's up? This is this and this is that. You don't have to be all extra, just God. A genuine heart. Develop a prayer life. Listen, there's a, a saying that the old saints used to say, no prayer, no power. Little prayer, little power. Big prayer, big power. So first and foremost, I would not be where I am if I did not have a prayer life with God. If I didn't take time out of my day to say, boom, this is what I'm doing with God. At one o'clock, I'm going to do this. Even if it's 10, 15 minutes, that realness, that genuineness is what God is looking for. So first and foremost, develop that. And I know a lot of times, you know, if you're watching this, you, you know, you should be at that place with God. And now is the time. Now is the time for you to say, 
said, you know what? I'm going to just restart everything over February 24th, 2021. Listen, I'm just going to start this all over with you, God, right? Be encouraged and know that God is faithful. Never have I heard that God did not show up for someone. I don't care how long it took. I don't care what they said. He showed up when it was time. When Lazarus was dead and his sisters came running from God. He didn't run. Jesus didn't run. He got there a couple of days later, but he showed up. And it's something that we are still able to talk about and say, God is able to resurrect any situation. I don't care how many abortions you had. I myself have gone through that. I didn't get deeper into that. I have done that. I have popped mollies. I've smoked weed. I've done everything that you can think of yet. And still God was able to use me. Forgive yourself forgive yourself. Jesus has already forgiven you. Stop dwelling on the past. Stop um, making, convicting yourself. You are free. The Bible says that if you confess your sins to the Lord, he's faithful. He's just enough to forgive you. First John 1, 9, he has already forgiven you. His freedom has already been released. What are you allowing to hold you back? Who are the naysayers that are holding you back? Who are you worried about that they're looking at you and they're saying you're not good enough? Whoever that is, release it and know that you are fearfully, you are wonderfully made. And everything God has called you to do, your number one goal is to fight for that. Fight for that, right? Because we have God with you. I, I could have been not saved and went through. I was still going to go through everything I was going to go through. Just I didn't have a savior. But now I have a savior and so do you. The same God who pulled me out of the pit from 13 and pregnant, dropped out seventh grade, 17, two kids, no education, had to get a GED years later. Listen, if you are listening to this, look at my life. I've been through those struggles. I've been through those nights where I cried and nothing worked for me. But God, he's faithful. He's faithful. He is faithful. So just understand that. And whatever it is you're going through, know that God is not asleep and the devil didn't just sneak over him and do something to you. Everything God lets happen, stop asking, Lord, why me? Why me? Lord, what you want me to learn in this season? Why is it that you got me in this season? We have to get out of that place of having a pity party and level up level up, level up your life, whatever area it is, level up, stay focused, don't get distracted by anybody, right, and just understand that God is faithful, I cannot stress it enough today, my daughter's going to be 15, she's strong, she's on her way to a better place, because I put my foot down and told the devil, not anymore, right, so you have power. The Bible says, I've given unto you authority to trample over everything that the enemy has. So learn how to speak to that devil. Because sometimes I have to get up. Depression, you're not living in my home. You see me and Will? Y'all think we don't go through trials? Paul said, everyone who decides to live a godly life will suffer persecution. It's a promise. So when persecution comes, stop giving up. Stop going around the same mountain. Fight it. He said, I fought the good fight of faith. Fight. Learn how to be a fighter. I told you guys earlier, when I was younger, we used to go fight girls physically. I was fighting for everything, but I was a soldier. That's why I was fighting, but I didn't know I was using it in the wrong way. So continue to fight, continue to stay strong, humble yourself, examine yourself, and be real with yourself. If you know that you have an attitude that's destroying your character, deal with it. If you know that you're not a humble person and you're prideful, deal with it. If you know you have a jealousy spirit, deal with it, deal with it, deal with it, and examine yourself. Because when you get busy working on yourself, nothing else matters. Know that you matter. Romans 5, 8 says that while you was yet still a sinner, Christ came and he thought that he was worthy enough and he died for you. While you were still in that man's bed, while you were still drinking on the low, while you were still doing everything you was doing, 
he died. What more, what other way could, does he have to show you that you're that important? What more do we have to tell you? At this point, you have to graduate from that place, understand and start to live it, start to live it, start to live it, start to live it. I double dare you to live out your God-given assignment and know that God is faithful. So God bless you guys. And I just pray in the name of Jesus that the favor of God, the grace of God, the power of God will be manifested in your life in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, listen, Levani, there's a lady who's watching right now. Her name's Miranda Cobbs. I want you to uh, hit her up <clears throat> when you get time. Um, she has an amazing podcast that I think you can definitely add value on. Um, I'm just big on, you know, like me, I'm like, we were talking about it earlier, like people don't collaborate. Um, and I'm big on collaborating, especially underdogs. Like, you know, you're an underdog to the world, but not to yeah. God. And I love these kind of talks because there's amazing people out here who are doing great things who are not being recognized. And I want to recognize you for the work that you're doing. I mean, you know, like the transformation, you know, the, the women who, the woman who you are, like, it's just, it's amazing. You know what I'm saying? Like most people just quit in the process and they don't understand, right? Like the process, right? When people talked about, man, I can't believe Judas did that to Jesus. No, it was a part of the process. It needed to happen, right? So it's just understanding like whatever happens in your life, it's an opportunity to help you get to another level. I'm a firm believer that your pain equals your promotion. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you have to go through. If you never went through that, you would have never been able to reach people. Area. You know what I'm saying? So enjoy the process. Um, I have another queen on here, Nisa. Uh, she said, we need to connect. I was a teen mom too. All right. There you go. See, there's two connections mm. right here, Bonnie, that that, you know, you're going to continue to use your voice to go out here and go kill the game. Um, and this is why it's so important to collaborate um, and just make sure that you're, that you're out here continuing to inspire many. But, man, Queen, uh, what, what scripture do you want to leave for the ladies, man, or, or, the, or the guys, man? What scripture you guys? I know you got something cooking in the pot. Let's take a look over here and see where the Holy Spirit leads us. Hey. I don't know why Psalms 27 is coming to my mind. I don't know what's there by heart, but okay. let's, um, let's go there. And bro, as I look for that scripture, man, I saw your post the other day and I read and I shared it on my story. And I just want you to know that I was so blessed by your, by your, um, by your story, you know, listening to what you've been through. Wow. Um, and where what's big because, um, I've come in contact with a lot of men who has gone through that, right? And it's God, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. It's just crazy. But I I I hug that little boy. I hug that little boy. All right. I hug that little boy. And I'm so glad that you pulled through because it's it's not about you, but it's about those who hear your story and know that God is able. All right. Psalms 27. Let's just let's just read this here, right? Let's just read a couple of scriptures. Um Psalms 27. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked come came against me to eat up my flesh at 13 and pregnant, mm -hmm. my enemies and foes, they stumbled and fell. Proof. Look at me today. All of us on here. Tough 
Though it, though an army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war may rise against me, in this I will be confident. One thing I have desired of the Lord that I will seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. There's no way we can quit until God calls us home. To behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me and his pavilion promise in the secret place of his tabernacle. He shall hide me. He shall set me high upon a rock. And now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me. Therefore, I will offer sacrifices of joy in his tabernacle. I will sing. Yes, I will sing and praise the Lord. I will testify. I will talk about how God brought me out. Psalms 27, somebody go read that because that's a promise. And when God's word is released, it does not return to him void, but it will accomplish the purpose for which it was sent. If you're looking at a situation right now, if you're looking at a purple wall and God says it's red, instantly it turns red because he is not a man to lie. So please take advantage of the promises of God. Psalms 27 spoke to us. Those were some good promises. So just know he's faithful. You know what's crazy, Levon? I never asked anybody to read the scripture when I interviewed. And, and it's it, 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 perfect timing. Like you had your Bible ready. You, and, and the Lord spoke like Psalms 27. Like go read it. Like that's a comforting scripture. That's a promised scripture. Like. Man, and, and, and everybody's loving it. I mean, like, I wish I can pull it. Praise up. God. But there's a lot of queens in here who are like, yo, this is amazing. Um, I see uh my bro, Pastor Coop's wife, in here. <laughs> my sister, first lady. Listen, her story alone is amazing. I came in contact with her, gave her the gospel. She took it, met her husband within two years top right? When I told her about the Lord, she came and in two years top, her life has changed. So what can happen when God calls you like he did with Rahab? Take it, take it. Since Janice, I love you and everybody else on there, if you guys have any question, Will, thank you. Because you know, the last time that I came on here with you, I remember saying, because there's days where you, when you know you're called, but there's a time for everything, right? And you're someone who actually reaches out to me like, sis, let's do this. And I will forever appreciate you. I don't care where I go, how I do it. You will be a part of my testimony forever. When I wasn't doing anything, I wasn't booked, Will called me, you know? So bless God for your life. And thank you for everyone that's tuning in. Share this live. Let somebody else be blessed. And let's be doers of the word and not hearers only, right? When we leave this live, let's get to work, right? We got work to do. So God bless you guys. Let me say this too, but we jump off. What you did for her, Joe Coop did for me. Shout out to Pastor. Wow. I, I know a little you. bit of that. Right. When I was in school, he was like, yo, you know how he was like, hey, Jesus love you, bro. I'm like, <laughs> you sound like him. <laughs> I said, like, yeah, yeah, whatever, man. No, he like, every single though, Jesus love you, bro. He got a purpose for your life. I said, wow. man, God of here, man. I, I promise you, Joe will tell you, I was ignoring him, ignoring him. And then when it came true, he was like, I told you, Jesus had a purpose. Yes, praise God. It's never about us. Oh. And, and, and look, he looked at you in that situation. He planted the seed. Sometimes it's just a season of plant. You might not see it become alive. That person's still out here, but trust me, that seed is planted. And God, you prayed before we got on this live and you prayed that scripture. You said Apollo's plant, but God makes the increase. So, wow, that's, that's powerful. Yeah, man. So, uh, Livani, stay on. 
chop it up with you. Um, but everybody, thank you so much for being with us and joining us. And we're definitely going to do this again because it's needed. Um, but y'all have a phenomenal day and we'll see y'all when we see y'all. Peace. Bye. <laughs>